Hi, it's Pete Norsad here, and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football uh, Premier League betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Well, Peter, excellent. <coughs> but I do have a bone to pick with you. You promised me an extra day off ahead of this weekend, but suddenly I get a text. We need to do the Fulham-Chelsea game. You are man-possessed, Peter. <laughs> so we're doing all yeah. 11 games this yeah, weekend. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Is that, you know, I'm very surprised that Chelsea are playing... Well, twice in four, you know, well, I mean, I suppose it's just catching up with the World Cup, isn't it? But Yeah, is this one? I can't even remember why this game's a standalone game. No, no. I think there's a few, though, isn't there? There's a there's a few next week. There's a couple of next week. Oh, I think there? Palace and Man United, Man City and Spurs. Oh, God, who knows? Who knows, <laughs> Peter? Yeah. So, uh, no, but I'm excited. I think uh, it's going to be an interesting game, that Fulham-Chelsea one. Yeah. It, well, we'll start with that. We might as well get on with it now. Um yeah, so recent head-to-heads, uh, Fulham 1-0, there's been no, no draws, Chelsea 1-2. Uh, the handicap's plus a quarter. When plus a quarter, Fulham's record reads 1-2, drawn 4, lost 3. So not bad there. Come off a very good 1-0 victory away at Leicester. Chelsea, um, uh, when they're minus a quarter away from home, 1-5, drawn 1, lost 4, come off a 1-0 uh, defeat uh, at home to Man City. Fulham, they've won their last three. So that's, you know, they're in some decent form at the moment. Plus quarter of a goal, 297 matches, 89 wins, 81 half wins, 125 away. So there, roughly, you're looking at 129 plays, 125. My rating suggesting value, Chelsea. I'm going to leave it, though. It wouldn't surprise me if this is a draw. Very interesting game, this, Peter, because we're this we're basically the halfway mark of the season and we're going into this game and Fulham are three points ahead of Chelsea. Yeah, unbelievable. It, it's crazy. And I know they've signed that Yao Felix, haven't they? Yeah, um, he's the new Ronaldo, apparently. Yeah, there's been many new Ronaldos. Never really usurped the, the old Ronaldo or fit Ronaldo as opposed to chubby Ronaldo. Um, I mean... They haven't really got a centre forward, have they, Chelsea? No. Abamiam looks dreadful. Werner and Havertz have been really, to me, been great disappointments. Sterling they've, is. Gone. Yeah, they've spent some money as well, haven't they? They really have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ster- Raheem Sterling is very good. <laughs> and I don't want anybody to think that I don't think Raheem Sterling is a, is a very good player. But I can't really remember many games in which he's carried a team over the line in the final third, if you know what I mean. He's never the pivotal player. He's always played off something like Harry Kane for England or Suarez or Aguero or, you know, there's always been another player that's enabled him to have that space. I mean, Graham Potter's a very good coach, but the more I see of Chelsea, the more I think he's been stitched up in in terms of people thinking they're they're an out-and-out top four side, Pete. I'm not convinced that in the final third, I mean, they're the lowest scoring team in the top half of the table. Leicester have scored six more goals than them. Leeds have scored five more goals than them. Bournemouth only scored two goals less than this Chelsea side, Pete. Yeah. Fulham are a better unit at the moment. So even just on the quarter goal line, Pete, I think Fulham are the side to take in this game. I think it's going to be another tough night for Potter's team. Yeah, I'd agree with you. 
Um, Villa leads the Friday night again. It's a strange one here. Um, Friday the thirteenth, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recent heads heads. Villa have won naught. It's been one draw. Liverpool have won one. The handicap is minus a half. Villa went minus a half. One three drawn five lost one. So only one one. But they've only sorry only won three. But they've they've only lost you know they've only lost one. Uh, coming off a one all draw at home to Wolves. Leeds went plus half a goal. One one drawn one lost three. Come for two all draw at home to West Ham. Three or more goals have been seen in, in, in Villa's uh, in six of, of Villa's last seven. Minus half a goal, 263 matches, 121 home, 142 away. So it suggests a leaning to the away. No value in the line, though. Well, the first game this season ended goalless. And last season, this particular fixture ended three apiece. And in fact, Leeds have happy memories of this ground. They won 3-0 when the sides met in the fifth game of the 2020-21 season. And Villa lost last time out to Stevenage in the FA Cup. And I'm not convinced, Pete, against a team of what I would call a relatively comparable ability. They deserve to be half-goal favourites. Now, they're five points ahead of Leeds. Leeds do have a game in hand. And I kind of see these as similarly sort of placed sides. Now, I have been impressed in terms of Villa going forward in recent weeks. But we know that that Leeds score plenty of goals as well. The downside to, to Leeds is that they concede a lot as well. I think plus half a goal here, Pete. It's the away side or pass, and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of edging towards actually backing Leeds, and it, it makes me wonder when the last time I backed Leeds was. It, they're not a team I normally even consider trusting, so to me that makes this possibly one of the standout bets of the week potentially. But I'll have to wait till near a kick off, I think. Man United, Man City, Manchester derby Saturday that should be you know going to be. Exciting uh, match this, I think. Uh, plus three quarters goal handicap here. Recent head heads though, Manchester United have won one. There's been two draws, and Man City have won four. I think if we go to the Etihad, it's sort of the other way around. But anyway, uh, Manchester United went plus three quarters a goal. One, two, drawn two, lost one. So they only lost one of five when plus three quarters. They cut off a, a, a good 3 0 victory at home to Bournemouth. City, when they're minus three quarters, one, five, drawn one, lost four, coming off a 1 0. Victory away at Chelsea, good win that. Manchester United, though, they've won their last four and kept a clean sheet in the last three. Plus three quarters of a handicap, 176 matches. The away side uh, have covered that handicap 67 times. They've half won 52 times and the home side 57. So a big lean there to the away side. You know, that, that's looking like 80, 92, 57. Value Manchester City. Um, I wouldn't disagree with that, to be honest. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good game, though. I think it's been a very good game, Pete. United look a completely different animal to me of late. And all of a sudden, this game kind of means something for the United home crowd. It's one where they turn up not possibly expecting to lose. And a, and a result here for United, and, and when I say a result, it can be a draw and a very good performance or a win, will signal to the fans that they're on the way back. Well, a win and they're a point behind Man City, aren't they? Yeah, and, and I don't think anybody's possibly thinking that they can maybe get above City. Maybe some United fans are, but I do think this is more of a long process for Eric Ten Hag. But a positive result here would signal that they're well on the way. Um, given, and the other thing as well, talking about sort of the home crowd turning up, sort of, you know, we've seen over the last few years, City pen United in early on in a game. And you can almost sense the home crowd just going, oh, here we go again. Whereas even if that did happen early on in this game, I just sense there's a little bit of a different feeling around Old Trafford. 
And, you know, even if they do come under the cosh a little bit in the game, the United crowd will stay with them longer. I mean, for me, it's United or pass. Um, I'm going to pass, though, because taking City on is, you know, it's frankly quite frightening when you look at the way Haaland's playing up front. Um the plus side, if you do want to take United, like you say, Pete, is that defensive record of late. They've looked very solid. Um, I think it'll be a really good game. Really looking forward to it. And I think it could be another good indicator as to where United are going longer term, but possibly more important from us from a betting perspective, how they're going to kick on for the second half of this season. Next um, next game, Brighton against Liverpool. Recent heads-heads, Brighton are one nought. has been one draw, Liverpool are 1-4. I've done this on the plus half a goal handicap. Plus half a goal or, or, or minus half a goal. Uh, sorry, or minus uh, plus a quarter is is the line here. I mean, I'll just get the, the, the figures up. If you're back in uh, Brighton plus a quarter, you're getting 2.1. If you're back in uh, Brighton plus half, you're getting 1.82. So obviously with Liverpool minus quarter, 1.83, minus half, 2.1. Uh, <clears throat> when minus, when, sorry, when plus a half a goal, Brighton's record's good. 1-2, drawn, 1, lost, naught. Coming up a 4-1 victory away at Everton. Good win, that is for Brighton. Really good. Liverpool, when they're minus half a goal, good record. 1-8, drawn, naught, lost, two, but coming up a 3-1 defeat away at Brentford. There's been three or more goals in Brighton's last seven and in Liverpool's last six, so we could see goals here. Plus half a goal, 119 matches, 60 of the home, 59 away. The value is with Liverpool and and, and I feel you've got to take them purely and simply because they're going to have to start winning if they're starting to look in that top four. Um, fully agree with you, Pete. Um, Brighton just one, three and seven in the recent meetings of the sides. And I have to point out that that win came courtesy of a, that solitary win came courtesy of a 1-0 victory at Anfield during the COVID-impacted season. So they've not beaten Liverpool mm-hmm. in front of a crowd or a proper crowd. <coughs> the teams did draw 3-3 a few weeks ago. I do think Liverpool seem to possibly be a little bit more settled now, though. Has Nunes got his shooting boots polished. I mean, he's getting a lot of stick, this poor kid. Uh, and I hope they don't, the Liverpool fans and the media don't do to him what the United fans and media did to Diego Forlan. And we saw what a player Forlan turned out to be. I think Nunes has got similar potential to be a really top quality player. Um, so I hope he, the Liverpool fans and Klopp and that keep behind him. And just purely just just on the, the the ability of the teams, Pete, you've got to take Liverpool. Yeah. This uh, game. I mean, I nearly checked earlier what price they were last season for this game. I didn't get round to doing it. I can I have bet... a look. I can have a look while while we're discussing one of the games. Um, I, I bet they were three quarters of a goal favourites off the top of my head. Mind you, but everybody seems to be really, you know, positive on Brian, don't they? They're, they're, they're talking, you know, about them playing, you know, some excellent stuff at the moment. They They are. They are. They're still beneath Fulham, though, in the table, Pete. Yeah, would, that's would, true. would Liverpool be minus a quarter of a goal at Fulham? No, I don't think so. I, don't know. I mean, admittedly, Chelsea are um, tomorrow night, but I just it just feels wrong this price. And yeah, Liverpool might not win the game, might not win the game. But if I can get two point one on them outright, or one point eight one, or whatever it was on the uh, minus a quarter. I just think, you know, from a long-term perspective, this is a decent bet. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think, I think it's a, yeah, it, it, it's again, you know, Liverpool have to win, really. And yeah, I mean, I've got, 
don't get me wrong, I don't I don't see Liverpool as being the juggernaut that they were, and they do look a little aging, the likes of Henderson, Milner, not as influential as they used to be. But you know, when you look at that front three or four that Liverpool can select from, there's goals everywhere. Yes, they've not fully functioned, but they're still averaging two goals a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. Let me just, I've, I've got those figures now. Yes, Liverpool, when they've been to Brighton, have never been less in the last, you know, since 2017 or whatever. They've never been less than minus one goal. Really? So, they're, they're, they're three quarters of a goal. Cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think the teams have, um, the, the gap between them has narrowed. I'm not going to deny that. But... I still think it should be at least half a goal here, just based on pure ability alone. Next up, Everton against uh, Southampton. Oh, uh, the game of the day. Yeah, recent attempts. Everton won four. There's been three draws. Southampton not won. When minus a quarter, Everton's record reads one five, drawn two, lost three, come off that four one defeat at home to Brighton. Southampton, when they're plus a quarter, this isn't a good record. One not drawn three, lost seven, coming off a, a one nil defeat at home to Forest. Southampton, they've lost their last six. But Everton, they've not won in six. Minus a quarter of a goal, 5-4-2 matches, 2-2-6 home wins, 1-6-5 half losses, 1-5-2 losses. So you're looking at roughly 226 against 233. Uh, no value in the line. I haven't got a clue what can happen here. It's a, it's a vital game, though, I should say, for both sides. I'll tell you what, Pete. I would not want to bet this game on this line with anyone's money. How can you ever back either of these sides on this particular line? I mean, Everton as a favourite, but home, it makes me feel quite sick at the moment. But this Nathan Jones side away from home, not receiving at least half a goal, I think that makes me a little bit sicker. I mean... Everton are unbeaten over the last five seasons when the teams have met at Goodison Park. They've won three and drawn two. Southampton were booed off at home in defeat against Notts Forest. But possibly this is an easier game for Southampton away from home. But they've only gone 2 0 and 7 on the travels all season. Everton, they've only scored more than once in a home game once this season. More than one goal in a home out in this season. They're not scoring goals. I mean, last time out, Everton were, were a quarter of a goal underdogs at home to Brighton. And some people, oh, crikey, Everton underdogs at home. That looks quite nice. Game under lights at Goodison Park. Then you see the tweets from the Everton fans or whatever that joke that was going around about some of the Everton fans to miss the traffic, stay till full time against Brighton because they got absolutely battered and the ground was 90% empty at the final whistle. A horrible game, Peter. If you had to put, if your life depended on it, Peter, and you had to bet this line, which side would you go? Oh, bloody hell. That's a... <laughs> I think I'd probably be tempted. I think I'd probably side with Everton. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think I'd go the other way, but it's, it, yeah, I think I probably would go with Everton. Yeah, I think I probably would. It's just, it's just, it's literally possibly the worst game I've ever seen from a from a betting perspective in terms of being pinned up against a wall and and told to make a bet. It's Mind horrible. you, though, like I say, in this situation, Southampton have been very poor. So I think I think risk reward. I think Everton are going to get something out of the game. <laughs> he says, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point, mate. Forest Leicester next. Um, interesting game again. This is scratch off scratch. Uh, Forest, when they're off scratch, one naught, drawn, one, lost one, coming off a 
a good 1-0 victory away at Southampton. Leicester, when they're off scratch, good away from home. 1-6, drawn 2, lost 2, come off a 1-0 defeat at home to Fulham. Leicester lost their last three. That's the only problem here. Uh, off scratch, 220 matches, 69 home, 73 push, 78 away. My rate is suggesting some very good value, Leicester. And I think I might go with this one. I knew you would, Pete. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, mate. I'm all over Leicester as well. To, when this line opened minus a quarter, I was on Leicester. It's now trended down to scratch. Um, I'm a little bit surprised at that. Now, Steve Cooper spent a lot of... Hey, did you hear about this? Forrest flew to Blackpool last weekend. Bloody hell. A 20-minute flight. That's um, mad, isn't it? Yeah. I, what, would no Greta, what, would, what would Greta Thunberg say about that, do you think? <laughs> She'll come up with some witty tweet, bless her. Um, <laughs> under under Rodgers, Leicester have gone eight, Norton two away to newly promoted sides. So that's pretty strong. The only thing I would say is that one of those two defeats came this season in this spot away to Bournemouth. The teams are level on points. So in some ways, we shouldn't really make a case for the Foxes being such strong sort of betting favourites here, given the incredible atmosphere we're sure to Yeah, see. yeah. Mind because... you, though, Leicester, though, let's, well, since they come back, they've, they have only, they were unlucky to lose against Liverpool, I thought, and that, but they got trounced at Le- Leicester, but, you know, Fulham at home, not not so great, but they haven't, yeah, it, it, I don't think they're as bad as they're, they're you know, the it, it suggests. No, and one thing I'm going to say, and this is the key thing for me in this game, Leicester have scored double the amount of goals that Forrest have scored this season. And and, you, and if you, you sense that if Forrest are to win this game, it's going to have to be a low-scoring one. Leicester have multiple ways of winning this game. They could win it 1-0 and keeping a clean sheet against a pretty anemic Forrest attack. But if it is a bit more of an open game, then we know we've got a long track record of this Leicester side under Rodgers being the sort of side that, cre- that can create and take multiple chances in a game. So, I think Leicester are a fantastic bet, Pete, off scratch. Wolves-West Ham next. This is, this is again, another crunch game, really, I think. Uh, especially for West Ham, I, I feel. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Wolves have won three. There's been no draws. West Ham are 1-1. Uh, when off scratch, Wolves' home record's not great. Great. 1-1, drawn one, lost three. Come for one old draw away at Villa. Uh, West Ham, when they're away, off scratch, not bad. 1-4, drawn three, lost three, come for two old draw at, away at Leeds. West Ham now not one in six. That That is a worrying a worry for West Ham. Again, scratch, 220, 69 home, 73 push, 78 away. My rating suggesting value with the Hammers, but I, I, I'm not sure. Well, it's Hammers or pass for me, Pete. And the main reason is this stat that I'm now going to trot out for you. Coming into this season, West Ham have gone 14-6-2 under David Moyes away to bottom mm. half finishing sides. The question that we need to try and understand the answer to is this current incarnation of the Hammers, a similar side to what we've seen in the last couple of years. There's a lot of the same players in there, but the results they're getting aren't the same. And as we we touched on the other week, whether this is a a couple of years of a relatively sort of limited squad in terms of numbers being stretched over multiple competitions and playing lots of games because they're coming into this game in 17th spot in the table. But those long-term trends or a couple of season long trends under David Moyes 
suggest that West Ham are a really good bet here, Pete. I'm just not convinced I can pull the trigger because I don't think this West Ham side is the same side or same calibre of outfit that was up there challenging for that top six spot, what, just two seasons ago? Yeah, no, you can't really in this game see either side winning. Uh, you know, uh, I, I would yeah. agree with you. Yeah. It would be West Ham. I, I just, you just can't see this. A draw looks a good, you know, looks like the, the way to go here, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the concerning thing for me is that we're, you know, 18 games played for both teams. Um, and already they've both lost double digit games. Mm. West Ham have lost 11, Wolves have lost 10. So they're not good at closing games out. They, they find a way to lose them. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty tricky one to find a bet in for me, that one. Here's a one that I was a little bit shocked to see the line. Brentford, Bournemouth, minus three quarters. Brentford, they've only been minus three quarters once and they lost that game. Uh, they're coming off a very good 3-1 victory at home to Liverpool. Bournemouth, when they've been plus three quarters, the record's not great. One not drawn, one lost seven. Four of the seven by two or more goals come off a 3-0 defeat away at Manchester United. Bournemouth lost seven of the last eight. No, I said don't see any value in the line. Minus three quarters, 185 home, 62 wins, 58 half wins, 75 uh, away. So again, that that's you know that's suggesting 91 to 75. So it's a, it, it, it's a you know a lean to the home. You know, I, I I'm just I was just a bit surprised. I don't see any value in the line, but you can see Brentford coming out winners. Well, I'm totally going to contradict myself here because for. For many years, listeners to the podcast will have heard me say, take out the team names, just call them Team A and Team B, look at the stats, and then make your bet on the stats. In this instance, I'm going to do the exact opposite. Pete, I'm not having Brentford minus three quarters of a goal at home to anybody. No, it's, it's, I would, again, I was surprised. Don't, don't get me wrong, they're a good side and they may win this game 3 0. But they're not good enough to be favoured. Minus three quarters of a goal. Let's be honest, Bournemouth aren't in the relegation zone. They're no. not they're not the best team in the world, but they've got four teams beneath them in the Premier League. Now, if Brentford were playing West Ham, do you think West Ham would be plus three quarters of a goal? No. They'd probably be scratched, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. If that, they probably might be buying a quarter, aren't they? Yeah. So there's, uh, and Bournemouth have done better on paper than West Ham have this season. It, it's almost an auto bet without even really looking at it this game for me. Pete, I'm taking Bournemouth plus three quarters of a goal. Chelsea Palace next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Chelsea have won five, Palace have won two. The line's minus three quarters. When minus three quarters, Chelsea's record is one four, drawn five, lost one. Only one of the four, they won by two or more goals. They'll have been playing Fulham tomorrow night. Palace uh, away when they're plus three quarters, one four, drawn one, lost four. Um, out of the four defeats, all four were by two or more goals, coming up a four nil defeat home to Spurs. Minus three quarters, as we said, 185 home, 62 uh, wins, 58 half wins, 75 away. So again, like, as I said before, it, it's 91 against 75. My rating suggesting the value is with the home side. Well, I started writing off my little sort of uh, preview notes for this game, saying that I'm surprised it's not a full goal this line, but I kind of snapped myself back in check because the bookies aren't enamoured by this Chelsea side. I mean, depending on the result on Thursday night against Fulham, Mr Potter could be under a little bit more pressure for this game. Well, maybe not so much Potter, but his failing set of players. And you sometimes wonder, Pete, I often think this when I'm watching games, whether somebody like Graham Potter going into a big club 
with some big name players who may be a little bit unsure of Potter, it might give Potter a little bit more power if they have a few bad results, because then he can start wielding his axe, asking for certain things from the board. You know, he's managing some on paper big names. So a poor run of results in some ways does allow him to sort of do more of what he wants to do rather than maybe that sort of kowtowing or sort of that trade-off with some bigger named players. Um, I think I'd probably lean towards Palace in this game. It's difficult It's difficult for me with, with another game for Chelsea before this game takes place just to try and get a gist of the mindset going into this game. But if you asked me, um, do I want to back Chelsea minus three quarters of a goal or Palace plus three quarters of a goal? Bearing in mind, Palace have only conceded 10 goals away from home all season. I think I'll be taking some of the away team. Newcastle, Fulham next. Uh, they've met twice recently and they've both been draws. Uh, when minus one goal handicap, Newcastle's record is 1-2, draw not, lost not. And both of the victories were by two or more goals. Coming off a nil-nil draw away at Arsenal. That's a good good result there for Newcastle. Fulham, um, uh, when they're away, plus one goal. You've got to remember, this is when they're last in the Premiership as well. 1-2, draw, not lost eight. Five of the eight defeats were by two or more goals. They're playing Chelsea tomorrow night. Newcastle undefeated in 13. My rating suggesting the value Fulham, but I can see Newcastle being undefeated in 14. Whether they'll cover that handicap, though, is a different thing. Minus one goal, 258 matches. 100 times the home side have covered it. 67 push, 91 times the away side. Well, surely the story of this game, Pete, is the return of Mitrovic. Yeah. Um, going back to St. James's and, you know, he's the hottest striker in the game. Well, before Thursday, anyway, as he's got 11 goals this season. The thing for me that would stop me from taking the home side at all, even though I'm, I'm obviously really impressed with what Eddie Howe's done. Um, Fulham have scored 14 goals away from home. They are a team who create and take chances. Still not convinced that I would want to be back in this Newcastle side, giving up such a large handicap start, especially against the side who score goals. If it was not Nottingham Forest coming up there, a team that you know scored two in nine away from home, or somebody like Everton who'd scored sort of six in nine away from home, maybe. But a team like Fulham who scored 14 in nine away games, there's no way I'd be laying a full goal with Newcastle. They may get the job done. But in terms of a value play, no, not for me, mate. Next up, massive game. Uh, the big one. Yeah, Spurs, Arsenal, huge game. Um, recent head-to-head, Spurs have had by far the better at, at, at uh, the Tottenham Stadium. They won five, drawn two, lost naught. Spurs went plus a quarter, one, two, drawn one, lost four. So their, their Achilles heel is still a little bit the, the better sides. Going off a 4-0 victory away at Palace. Arsenal when they're minus quarter, one four drawn two, lost four cup and nil nil draw at home to Newcastle. Arsenal unbeaten in eleven. Whether they can remain unbeaten in twelve is another matter. Plus quarter a goal, two hundred and ninety-seven, eighty-nine home, eighty-one half wins, and one hundred and twenty-five away. So that equates roughly to 129, 125. My rating suggesting value Spurs, and I'm gonna go with a plus a quarter value Spurs. I think this might be a Bridge too far for Arsenal. I can remember last week, it was last season's game, wasn't it, when they were both coming up for the top four and Arsenal yeah. just sort of fell apart. Man sent off. They're much improved now, though, Arsenal. There's no, there's no question about that. But whether I'm not convinced they can win this game, though. Yeah, and 
you're, you're spot on in a lot of what you say, Pete, and, and this is truly the game of the week. And I think we need to start with this line, don't we, chatting about this line, because for me, it was true humiliation for Spurs when this line opened. To be priced as half-goal underdogs on home soil, I, I was shocked. Some sanity has been restored now with the line move to minus a quarter. Do you do you think this line should be scratched or maybe even Spurs? Later? Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. I, I, there's I, not yeah, many yeah, I games so. in this Premier gonna... League where where the home side has been so dominant. Whoever the home side has been, Spurs last five seasons won four, drawn one. Arsenal when they were the home team won five drawn one for whatever reason maybe it's the intensity maybe it's the ferocity of the home crowd whoever is on the road in this fixture be it Spurs or Arsenal have found it impossible to win now we know there's probably going to be fireworks in the technical area I'm not sure what you make of Arteta and his theatrical behaviour Pete it's beginning to really rub me up the wrong way um 11 points separate the two teams going into this game. And I think the bookmakers opened this line to try and give themselves some protection against Arsenal money coming in and maybe the outright Arsenal money. I mean, what's the best price? Six to five now, best price on Arsenal. Without Jesus, would you want to be back in Arsenal against a proper top sort of five, six side Pete? I don't know. Is no. it I think has Enketia done enough for you? No. Um i think uh you know looking at it I, I've got this price minus a quarter Spurs. Oh yeah that, that, that yeah that would that would be where where I would yeah, sort of I think, go with I think it. the wrong team's favour. Now I don't suggest in any way that Spurs should be six to five the way Arsenal are, but I would sort of suggest maybe Six to four Spurs, thirteen to eight Arsenal, or, or however you price it up. I would have Spurs as a slight favourite for this game, just purely based on history and the pressure. And let's be honest, Pete. I know they'll want to win the game, Arsenal, but is it the end of the world if they draw this game? No, no. It's a it'd be a good result, wouldn't it? And let's be honest as well. They play after City. So, if City lose at Man United or don't win, as long as they get out of this weekend, still five points ahead of City. I think if you offered that to Arteta now, do you want to come out of this weekend still five points ahead? Bearing in mind there's a chance to either be two points ahead or eight. Do you think you'll roll the dice or do you think you'd just say, do you know what, just let's leave it as it is? Yeah, I think think he'd leave it. (laughs) Definitely. So, again, you may want to look at this game and think, well, if you can work out or think, you know, what might happen in the Man City-Man United game, make a bet in this game based on that and that game theory, that sort of psychology that potentially, obviously Arsenal will want to win the game for, for local bragging rights and for their own confidence. But suddenly, once that game finishes Saturday lunchtime, maybe the, the, the urge to win this game isn't as much as it was beforehand. Yeah, it's going to be well. It's going to be a, 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 an interesting. Well, I mean, Arsenal are coming up for a real, a really difficult spell, aren't they? Yes. This, and they, they, they far out performed anything I ever thought they would do this season. Yeah, I think I think they got Manchester United next, and I think they got Chelsea as well coming up. So it's it's, it's going to be a tough few games there. If they can get through them, though, they've got a great chance, haven't they? I mean, much you know, 
depends on how Manchester City, I suppose, play at uh, Man United. But Man United aren't out of it, are they? No, not at all. And, and we've also got to factor in, we've always got to remember that Arsenal are the only team up there without a real sort of need to win in Europe. No, and, and Spurs aren't, aren't mugs either. Uh, you know, so it, it, there's, there's a lot to play for. You know, yeah, still there's a lot, there's a lot, of, pe- lot of teams up in that top six, even like to Newcastle, who can put the spanner in the works of teams' chances. It's going to be a fascinating second half to the season. Yes, uh, I mean, I think this will tell us a lot about where Arsenal are going. If Arsenal win this on Sunday, I think they've got a real chance of, of, of pulling it off. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a huge weekend. First of all, up in Manchester, see what happens there. And then in North London. And, and the results of these two derbies will go, I think, quite a long way in telling us what's going to happen. Because just from a momentum perspective, if Man City win at Old Trafford and then Arsenal lose at Yes, that's a Tottenham huge yeah. stadium. It's a huge swing, both not only in terms of the points, but just the mentality. And it'll be that, oh no, that sort of big exhale of air from the Arsenal players and fans, and maybe some of the belief that they can win the title may drain out of them. Whereas if you have the flip side, if United pull the victory off and then Arsenal win, and then suddenly there's an eight point gap, wow. Mind you, there's a long way to go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Peter. Right. Uh, let's go. have a look at this then. I'm definitely going to go uh, Liverpool plus a quarter away at Brighton. I think, I think that's a, a very good bet. Leicester off scratch away at Forest and Arsenal. Uh, sorry, Spurs plus a quarter at home to Arsenal. I think I'm just going to put oh, one forward for the podcast. There may be one coming out to, uh, to subscribers on the focusedonfootball.co.uk sort of mailing list. Uh, so I'm going to weed my way through the other four or five ones we talked of just to nail down whether we've got some value. But for the purposes of the podcast, Pete, I'm going to, t- I can't believe I'm doing this again. We're going to take Bournemouth plus three quarters of the goal away at Brentford, breaking <laughs> every rule I possibly ever said about not putting the team on their name. But yeah, let's take the cherries plus three quarters. Right, we shall be back. Well, I don't know when we'll be back. We'll either be back early-ish <laughs> next week or, or later next week, deciding on whether we do those two games. That 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 That's going to be basically it. But, I'll uh, probably tell you, folks, what will happen is people tell me, no, we won't do those games. And about half an hour before he wants to record, he'll send me a message. Are you ready to go? Right. Well, good luck, everybody, this weekend. Best of luck, everybody.